1: Welcome to Wednesdays with Wombat, with your host, Toby McKinnon. Welcome to Trot's Life. Uh, I think I'm coming through. That's not that loud, but yeah, I'm coming through. Welcome to Trot's Life. We have a massive show in a sense Just me uh, for the first little bit. We're going to look at the racing last night at Shepparton. I was very fortunate to be there last night at Shepparton in my role as timekeeper and photo finish operator. Very fortunate to be there, but there were some gremlins in the system last night. I've had that truck for four months and barely an issue. And then of all nights last night, quite strangely, uh, some gremlins in the automated system that sends the timing out to the truck. So, People would have noticed Dan Malecki during the night uh, having issues with reading out quarters and et cetera. And we were getting the time. So we were getting them. uh, There's a backup system embedded into it. So we were getting them out of there, but we had to manually enter and update things manually after races. And yeah, quite bizarrely, we'd run test after test in between races. And then they'd all the tests would work. You'd get to the next race and something else. Uh, wasn't working, reset the whole system after about six races and then it worked for the rest of the night from there, so what it was, who knows Uh, it may be a a mystery forever, so caused a little bit of trying circumstances for Dan and of course we want those sectionals as soon as we can get them but uh, if the automated system doesn't work, it doesn't go up on the truck there's just not much we can do about it till after the race, so it was quite a busy night in the end and Best thing about those sort of nights is they go very quickly. It was <laughs> race three one moment and uh, about race eight the next it felt like. So it was a busy night and back up and into it today. We've The plan for today, we've got three guests in the second hour in James Herbertson. Herbie must be up working horses. Hasn't got back to me as yet. Or maybe it was all the banter about him responding in less than a minute last time. He's decided he'll drag this one out. I'll get hold of Carla Innes Goodridge as well. She's got a live chance with Zaram. And there was a lot of talk on this show. I did a show, a full show, basically, on whether there should be three divisions of the Trotters Heats. And so people might have thought there wasn't the depth in it. That was probably the one query around it. And now we look at the last horse in Sleepy ran third in a heat last night. He was at the bottom of the, or she was at the bottom of the ranking Sleepy and she's a live chance of making the final. Zaram for Carla Innes Goodrich wouldn't have made the Inter Dominion series. It's a it's a dream come true for her to have a horse in the series, let alone being a live chance of getting into the final. And Jack Law, who all of a sudden torrid saint, who's uh, equal twelfth. Got to read my handwriting on sixteen points is a pretty good chance of making the final when he draws gate one in the third round of heats on Saturday night. So we'll grab hold of Jack Law in that second hour as well. Uh, Chatting with uh, Gareth Hall earlier and Darren Carroll on giddy up and the barrier draw for the Pacers, to me, is the biggest moment left in this series. If Act now draws one, two, three, four can lead, and in particular, and I said this last week, actually, if there's another Emma Stewart horse that can get to the chair and they can control the race between them, it's going to make the race... It's going to give Emma Stewart a chance to win her second Grand Circuit race. She's only won the one Grand Circuit race. That was Philadelphia man in a black's of fake. So to win an Inter-Dominion final must be so high in her priorities, and I'm tipping... However many Vicbred final winners they will win later in the year on New Year's Eve. I reckon Emma Stewart would, would trade, would trade all of those to win this paces into Dominion final. Of course, they're out of the trotters now. So she's going to have a big hand in the final. What the plan is, we'll just go through these heats one by one from last night. I've got about the last 60 seconds of each race. Uh, so we'll, get, we'll catch up on uh, the last 60 seconds of each race and then we'll have a quick little analysis. It'll be just me. Uh, I want to get through them as quick as we can so we can touch on all of the main chances in this series
0: for the second quarter into the back straight they hit and the leader is I cast no shadow three meters expensive ego the Black Prince in third spot fourth the outside Mac Dan and then like a wildfire from Wolf Stride. 500 left to travel heading off the back straight and I cast no shadow leads three meters expensive ego now being called on the Black Prince third and right there Mac Dan as they go past the four hundred and twenty seven point one the leader is I cast no shadow from expensive ego Mac Dan out of the one one peeled three wide the Black Prince, right there, like a wildfire, ran up behind them. Into the straight, Expensive Ego getting level now. With I cast no shadow, getting through the Black Prince. Mac Dan's finishing it off out wide. Act now, getting home with Wolfstride across the track. Mac Dan moved up. Mac Dan took over, kicking back. Expensive Ego, but it's Mac Dan. Mac Dan just won it from Expensive Ego and Act now. What a run! Has rattled home. I think it's grabbed third from either of uh, Wolfstride, making ground there the inside. Third.
1: It did grab third Dan act now. So Mac Dan winning that heat. Brilliant. He worked out to the chair, ended up in the 1-1, peeled, uh, tipped and rolled, as Lockie McIntosh would say. He's now equal second Mac Dan on the uh, rankings list and draws gate seven in the third round of heats, which changes things up a bit. Do you go back now? Will they look after Mac Dan Almost give him the run off at Geelong. You've just got to finish top six, top seven. Can he take a nice soft run and really reset and look at the final from that position, particularly with that gate seven? You'd sort of think so. Expensive ego was good again. Came, it's uh, had two seconds now in the heat. Is fourth on the rankings. Has gate five. You'd sort of expect from gate five in the third round of heats, Luke McCarthy will work forward again and put the horse into the race. I know listening to Gareth Hall and uh, Darren Carroll this morning, it's hard to see him winning the final because if he draws one or two or three, he gets crossed at the start. If he draws out wide on the front row, he's probably going to have to work to get to the chair and then sit outside a really good horse and beat them. If he's off the second row, he's got to come around three wide and work to the chair. I just, it's a funny thing. You sort of think with the expensive ego, you can't see how he can win the race. But my only thing is, what level is he at at the moment? Has he come in at 75%? And for the first heat, was he 85% last night? Will he be 95% Saturday night? Will he be 100% Saturday week? About four or five months ago, when the great Jamie Cockshut declared Rock and Roll Do would be the best horse over the next 12 months, which was astounding at the time, would have given you 500 to 1. I thought expensive Ego would be. He wasn't popular on Twitter, but uh, I just feel he's building into the series. Act Now, amazing run. He was 15 metres off them at the top of the straight and dashed home in a third. It's against his natural racing pattern. We know he's a great leader. He sits equal second on the rankings list and draws gate one at Geelong on Saturday night. So he's in the final. He'll lead and take a lot of beating in that third round of heats. And he draws anywhere from one to four in the final, and he is probably going to be the horse to beat act now on, on all being equal. Second heat, let's catch up with the last 800 metres.
0: Second quarter in 31. They steadied up, and it's Spirit of St Louis on top. Heads down the back, five meters in front of Torrid Saint being urged along now. Beyond Delight's had a good run. Better be the bomb three back the inside. Then too fast, too serious. AG's White Sox is out wider, but Spirit of St Louis off the back lead four meters. Beyond Delight travels up well. Better be the bomb tracking through on the pegs. Then Torrid Saint from too fast, too serious. Off the back straight they hit, and the leader is Spirit of St Louis. Turns for home three meters. Beyond Delights off the pegs. Then came Better Be The Bomb in the straight. It's Spirit of St. Louis, the leader. Beyond Delight wanted to hang in behind him. It's Spirit of St. Louis in full flight. Four metres clear, Beyond Delight can't get to him. And Spirit of St. Louis goes all the way. Spirit of St. Louis wins it and beats Beyond Delight. For third, it's a photo. Narrattack Prince charged home. And it's in the photo with Better Be The Bomb. Then Crime Rider in Triple Eight. Further back then to Torrid Saint. Too fast, too serious. Ponsell Benjamin, perfect strides.
1: right, heat two last night. (laughs) Another very interesting heat, of course. Spirit of St. Louis, once he worked across to the lead. That first quarter wasn't that hard, really. 28-7. Second quarter, 31. He was going to be very, very hard to beat. They're pretty soft sectionals, really, at that level over the short course. Uh, He finds himself now, he is seventh on the leaderboard or the ranking system. And it's not a position where he's home and hosed, uh, Spirit of St. Louis. He draws gate 12 in the third round of heats. And let me see who else is in that race. Uh, that's not the strongest of heats. Dan is in that race, so he probably goes back. I-Cast-No-Shadow and Triple Eight off the front row are going to be uh, were doing their best to get forward, I would think. They need to win. Better be the bomb, Narrattack Prince. It's a weakish, it's a weaker sort of a heat actually. So he should get in, but he's not guaranteed. From seventh position with twenty three, he has to run top five, say, to make sure he's in. And then if he does again, I'm going to just keep saying it, aren't I? It's going to be very barrier draw specific uh, where he lands in the final. Beyond delight was terrific in second spot. He led, handed up, uh, was a Pretty heady sort of a drive, wasn't it? Uh, And what would you expect from Mark Pitt, who's just about our best driver at the moment, arguably. I know he's on great horses, but he's still getting the job done. He's had a fifth and a second now and rates eighth on the rankings, 21 points, uh, and draws gate three in the third round of heats, which gives him a great chance, except... Act now, and the Black Prince are inside him. They've got they've got serious gate speed. Those two. Are not sure what Robbie Morris will do with the Black Prince. He could potentially cross. Act now. He's one of the only horses that can. But being drawn alongside him, it'll make it very hard for him. Unless Jody Quinlan says, "Let's give Act now a soft run and let the Black Prince go to the front." Even if I end up three back the fence, I'm going to make the final. I doubt that'll happen though. She'll want the uh, the ball on her racket and to lead. Where Beyond Delight ends up, I'm not sure. He's got the stalemate like a wildfire next to him an Expensive Ego in a pretty strong heat. So he's not guaranteed to get in either. Naratak Prince, a second and a third he's had now. He's uh, sixth with 24 points. He's three back t- on the outside in running. Uh, he draws gate nine in that weakish heat, that third heat on Saturday night, where I think he's a great chance actually should lob up in a similar position, maybe three back by two. And I'd expect him to run in the top three or four of his first two efforts, which would get him into the final as well and be another Emma Stewart runner in the final. Torrid Saint in that heat ran fifth, draws gate one in the, f- in the last round of heats, which is the first heat on Saturday night. And you'd expect Torrid Saint uh, would will put his best foot forward. He was pretty good after sitting parked in the chair on uh, last night. He, it's a real winnable heat for him. It's over the long distance, which I reckon suits him. Honolua Bay is in that heat, drawn gate five. Better Eclipse is in the heat as well. But I think he's a real live chance of winning that heat. The third heat for the Pacers. Then we'll take a break and we'll come back and do the Trotters.
0: Out of the straight, Bundoran in front, kicking up Better Eclipse. Three wide, Honolua Bay. They put pressure to Bundoran as they head to the 800. Bundoran holds up though. Honolua Bay stuck three wide. Second quarter in 31.5 so they slowed down. A bit of pressure went on. But it's Bundoran in front from Better Eclipse and three deep Honolulu Bay. Max Delights at a charmed run behind the leader. Awaits the saddle, World Shepherd and Sprint Lane. In between runners, Elter Orlando. Then Majestic Cruiser three wide with cover. Better Call Me's over on the inside. Between runners Jellaby Sylvester, then Longfellow three wide, next on the pegs pitch perfect and bulletproof boy they're bunched up off the back straight, Bundoran's the leader, they head past the 400 metres with Bundoran two metres clear out wide Honolua Bay, better Eclipse is called on the centre but he is coming through and there's a run for Max Delight and wider Majestic Cruiser they fan into the straight, better Eclipse Honolulu Bay go up, Max Delight's coming through on the inside, Honolua Bay hit the lead from Max Delight kicking on Bundoran, Bundoran and they hit it outside. I think Honolulu Bays wanted a nose to Bundoran. And, and a great go. Max the Light Better Eclipse. Better Call Me. We were all close up. Majestic Cruiser. And out right on the track, Jellaby Sylvester was some sort of a run.
1: There was 4.7 metres between those first seven horses. It's a terrible angle, the and track. And Dan Malecki, the best in the business, got those seven in the correct order. I don't know how he does it. He must take... A dead set photograph in his mind as they cross the line to get that run, that run through right. He's a genius. I see Jason and Patrick on the text liner with me 736. nine seven three six seven three six. We'll get to the trotters in a minute, Patrick. Now, brilliant win Honolulu Bay to be three wide for the last thousand metres. Yes, it was over the sixteen ninety. The question that's been posed earlier by Darren Carroll. Can he go the 2570 meters? Might have been Gareth Hall, someone said it. I think he can. I don't w- winning two heats, I don't think he goes all out on Saturday night. I think you can you can t- like he's in, he's he's on top of the rankings. He's in the final. He just can't miss out, right? So you don't have to give him a gut buster. Do they reset? If he draws gate 1 or 2 and he's in front in an interdominion final. He is going to be extremely hard to beat, Honolulu Bay, let's face it. And again, so much to do with barrier draw. Can he go around three wide and sit parked in an Inter-Dominion final? I don't think so. I don't think any horse can. It's just too hard these days. Bunduran was terrific in that. He, he worked hard to held up from the pole. It was one of those sort of horses were ahead of each other as they fanned out wider, but he was able to sort of burrow through Bandurin, Uh got that lead was pretty good. It's it's had a sixth and a second, Bundoora, and it's now ninth on the leaderboard. Draws gate six in the last round of heats, which is going to make it pretty difficult for the horse because that's the act now beyond the light, like a wildfire, expensive ego all drawn inside it. So I'm not sure it settles Majestic Cruises in that heat as well. Uh, it's got its work cut out for it, Bundoora, and it's going to ha- have to be a big run Saturday night. If it gets in the final, it'll be well-deserved, even though it is currently ninth. Max Delight was good running third. Had a great run behind the leader, though. Has an 11th and a third now. Is 19th on the rankings with 13 points and draws gate 11, the outside of the second row in the Torrid St. Better Eclipse Honolua Bay heat on Saturday night, which, you know, he'd have to really run a placing to get in. Better Eclipse in that heat was pretty good. He was three wide early around into the chair. Uh, he's, he's run a... He's run a creditable fourth better eclipse. He draws gate three Saturday night. He's currently fifth on the rankings with 24 points. He'll be in the final better eclipse. And I've just got a feeling that uh, Greg was half looking after him last night. I know he went three wide into the chair, but I think the horse uh, would have had a few light days knowing Greg, and uh, he'll be back bigger and better than ever. Let's take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll whiz through the three trotting heats.